Welcome back, everybody. Today, we'll be doing a very special show. We'll be talking about the first Republican primary debate, which just happened. If you'll notice when this video is posted, this is just about an hour after the debate ended. That's because I am literally, I'm jumping on the camera. I took some notes during the debate and I'm gonna talk about what happened. Uh, some, and there were some big things that happened in this debate. I haven't really had a chance to even look at my notes. I'm simply going to walk everyone through what happened in the debate and the winners and the losers of what happened. As always, this episode of the Josh Carr Show is sponsored by Gulag America, which of course I'm wearing their shirt today. A little bit more from them later. Let's jump right into what happened. So first off, hats off to Doug Burgum. He tore his ACL yesterday. Again, today is Wednesday I'm talking about. Uh, it's Wednesday night right after the debate. Hats off to him because Tuesday he tore his ACL playing a pickup game of basketball and he was up there the whole time. He didn't look like he was in pain at all. I'm sure he was on some crazy pain meds or something, but he was at the debate. Didn't know anything about him. I thought he did a pretty good job in the debate. Other than that, though, I am not going to talk about Asa Hutchinson or Doug Burgum. And it's really no disrespect. Like if you're a big fan of them, I apologize that I'm not talking about them. They barely made it to the debate. They're probably not going to make it to the second debate. They weren't given quite as much time as the other people. I thought they were given a generous amount of time. Fox News did a really good job, I thought, of moderating this. They took a really hard position against a lot of interruptions, which happened mostly through Vivek Ramaswamy and Mike Pence, which we'll get to in a second. But hopefully I'm not offending anyone by saying I'm not going to talk about Asa Hutchinson or Doug Burgum. They didn't do anything particularly noteworthy. They didn't do anything bad. It's just I don't think that they have a big shot. So we're not going to talk about them. That's how it is. Well, a few observations. I want to give a few observations generally of the debate at the beginning of today's episode and then a few at the end. The first one that really I thought was a great thing was Joe Biden was actually not talked about a lot. And one could say, hey, like, but Joe Biden is really bad. This ele next election needs to be a referendum on this. This is something that the, the Republican nominee can get to in the general debates when they're debating Joe Biden. It's that I can't even imagine that day because it's going to be so bad for Joe Biden. It's going to be awesome. But basically, they didn't need to talk about Joe Biden because it's not about Joe Biden. It's about the Republican nominee. And although people did bring it up, usually regarding the economy, because the economy is booty cheeks, as I've talked about in the past, for the most part, people talked about the future. And as we'll talk, to, talk about a little bit towards the end, there was a big emphasis on moving forward rather than looking back. That was particularly true when it came to Donald Trump. Uh, now, what we're going to do today is I'm going to basically walk us through every single person that was up in the debate stage, some of their highlights, as well as how they interacted with some other people. I'm just going to talk about my impressions and what happened. First, we're going to talk about Tim Scott. Tim Scott was pretty good up on the debate stage. He really hit hard on education. He talked a lot about the economy. He's been a very good senator, and so I appreciated him sharing his story. He did good, but it wasn't particularly noteworthy, and he was very cordial on stage, which is not a bad thing necessarily. It just meant he got a little bit less debate time. That's just the reality of how these things go. It's a little bit of a reality TV show. Um, one thing that was particularly difficult for Tim Scott to get around, and he didn't do great, is they asked him a question regarding federal spending, and it was very clear from his answer that Tim Scott is not committed to stopping spending. He basically talked about stopping spending, but then was pushed by Brett Beyer, Beyer, excuse me, on Fox News on how he had passed huge spending with other Republicans in the past. And he didn't really have a legitimate rebuttal to that. He kind of just did this politician thing and slithered around it. 
So that was kind of his worst moment for the night. Other than that, he had no blunders. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if we see his numbers go up a bit, especially as he takes from Mike Pence, who I I predict will go down a bit, and then Asa Hutchison and Doug Bergen, who are going to drop out of the race completely as long, along with the people who didn't even make um, the debate. So I expect his poll numbers will go up slightly, uh, but it's hard to say for sure. Really quick, before we move on, we're going to talk about Mike Pence and Vivek Ramaswamy next. I want to talk about the sponsor of today's video. That is Gulag America, and I'm wearing my shirt today. Really quick, a little bit. So I've, I've partnered with Gulag America um, because they are a company that I believe in. They were star- So one of the founders of the company is actually a veteran. So if you love supporting veteran-owned companies, support Gulag America. It is an apparel company. As we approach sweater weather, they have uh, excellent hoodies for both men and women. They have t-shirts such as this. They work as a great gift. Please consider using my link, joshcar10, for 10% off at gulagamerica.com. Again, that is joshcar10 for 10% off at gulagamerica.com. Now, moving on to Mike Pence. I want to talk. So the reason why I have to pair up Mike Pence and Vivek Ramaswamy together is because they were at each other's throats the whole time. And I will say at the end, I noticed Vivek Ramaswamy went up to Mike Pence and shook his hand. It seemed cordial. So it wasn't like when I say they were at each other's throats, it wasn't crazy, but it was pretty bad. And they were they were fighting more than anyone else. So Mike Pence got kind of shut down by Fox a lot during this debate because Mike Pence was the big interrupter of the night. Pretty much anything anyone said, he would kind of sound off on. And what was difficult for Mike Pence was oftentimes he was trying to defend his actions as a vice president. And what happened was he kind of was more defending Donald Trump because the reality is, is we have these administrations, right? Right now we have the Biden Kamala, or excuse me, the Biden Harris administration. Before we had the Trump um, Pence administration. But the reality is, is no one really thinks about it that way. We think about it as the Trump administration or the Biden administration. And so what happened was he was defending the things that him and Donald Trump had done together. But really what it kind of sounded like was him just saying Donald Trump was an awesome president, except for that one time where he said that one thing I didn't like and I didn't listen to him. So it wasn't a really strong thing. Mike Pence basically ignored Brett Byers questions a lot and told everyone he's basically just the most qualified. That was kind of his go to. A lot of the times he was asked these questions, he kind of just ignored it and started spouting off his resume. Out of anyone, Mike Pence was definitely the most politician-y. Um, he spoke a lot to like that small boy in Indiana vibe, which anecdotal, like anecdotes can be powerful at times, but it just didn't come off that way. And so that's why I predict most of the bumps in the polling are going to come from, they're going to come from Mike Pence's constituency. I would predict that he will drop out of the race before anyone else on that stage other than Asa Hutchinson and Doug Burgum, as I've discussed. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy, this is where Vivek Ramaswamy comes into play. Vivek Ramaswamy basically went up there saying, I am the anti-establishment guy. I am not a career politician. And he was pretty intense about it. He literally said, I'm the only one on the stage that's not bought off, that I'm not paid for which was a strong thing. And Mike Pence went at Vivek Ramaswamy for saying this. And he said, specifically said, it's not the time for the new guy. And this was Mike Pence's worst moment of the day. What he said was, Vivek, it's not time for a new guy. Then he proceeded to talk about how great him and Trump did together. And the reason why that's so ironic is because Trump was the new guy. 
right? And what I'll talk about in a second is Vivek is kind of trying to be this Trump 2.0 figure, but just a little more eloquent, less uh, indicty, if that makes sense. And so Pence sounded like a real hypocrite because he's saying basically, not time for a new guy. It was very clear that he was saying that we were great when we were the new guys, and it just didn't play really well. Vivek Ramaswamy had a lot of loud cheers for him at the beginning of the day. There was a moment where he was booed a lot. That was the moment where he just went at the other Republicans for being, he, he called them super PAC, um, paid off. And all those things were true. He started, it was a little disappointing to see him at the beginning of the debate. I think he kind of lost himself in wanting to be that Trump 2.0. At least that's what I saw. And so he was going really hard. And I think it got to a level where it seemed like he was kind of mindlessly attacking the other candidates rather than giving real poignant criticisms of their campaigns or the way they had governed. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy talked a lot about how corrupt they were, um, which like he used the word corrupt, I, be I believe, uh, or at least a word akin to that. And so it elicited a lot of politicians who were kind of pissed, especially Chris Christie and Mike Pence. Um, and it did get some booze as well. So again, it seemed like Vivek Ramaswamy is kind of trying to be the new Trump. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm generally a big fan of Vivek. Um, his strongest moment of the night was towards the end. This all happened in about the first 30 minutes of the debate. It seemed that there was a little bit of a, uh, of a turn after that 30 minutes, and he became much more likable and had a really strong finish. The best thing was at the very end, he said he was talking about education, and he was just very succinct about what he would do. He said he would abolish the Department of Education, and he would basically make nationwide school choice a thing and, and, and really attack local teachers' unions, which most Republicans agree with that, and that's not something that was particularly revolutionary that he said, but the way he said it was very succinct and it was better by far than the other candidates up there. And so I think he had a strong finish because of that. I think we might see a slight bump in Vivek Ramaswamy's polling as well, though I would not consider him the winner of the night. The winner of the night might surprise you, so stick around for that. Nikki Haley is next. So Nikki Haley was very good. Nikki Haley was, um, she had some really solid answers. For the most part, I would say she was the most succinct person up there. I've always been a Nikki Haley fan. And so it, in some ways, it kind of validated me remembering how good she is, uh, especially on a debate stage. I was really impressed. She attacked Republicans, which is really good. She kind of took a play from Donald Trump's playbook. She really attacked them for the, the huge spending on COVID. And this is a great thing for her because she was able to attack uh, Mike Pence, as well as Tim Scott, who are kind of the people on her same level as, as of now. It didn't work great, unfortunately, against the, the big boys like Vivek. Well, Vivek's not a big boy, but he's bigger than her. And Ron DeSantis, who is a big boy, um, it wasn't effective against them. But she was able to attack, uh, attack Mike Pence and Tim Scott on COVID spending and how Republicans were the ones who had really done that. And they were the ones to blame. And there were a lot of cheers for that. Generally speaking, we're at a point or if you critique the Republican Party and you are a Republican and you do it validly, the audience is going to love you. I mean, that was a good move politically. It's what Trump does. She specifically called out Mike Pence. She was pretty brutal. Um, she called out DeSantis and Trump for uh, for big spending. DeSantis, in my opinion, I think that attack didn't land in quite the same way because of his handling of COVID. But DeSantis was a proponent of huge spending as well during that time. Nikki Haley said that Trump can't win. I think that was a really smart argument. I was really surprised as well to hear that she would be critical of Donald Trump because she worked so closely with him and had a lot of good things to say before. It seemed that up, up until this point, 
that she was not really trying to take that hard line attack on him. That was probably the first time, and, and granted, I haven't followed her campaign as closely as maybe Ron DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy, but it was the first time that I really heard someone, or rather heard Nikki Haley attack Donald Trump in such an outright way. And it was really refreshing, frankly, and I think the audience received it well. Nikki Haley um, essentially was arguing that Biden will beat Trump and that 2020 and 2022 is evidence of that. Um, Nikki Haley was a much stronger debater than I previously thought, and she probably overall had the best lines without attacking other people. So just on the merit of her ideas without kind of combating them against others, uh, I thought she did very well. Next up, we have Chris Christie. Chris Christie was kind of the second person at Vivek Ramaswamy's throat. He was very upset when Vivek called them bought and paid for. Like he really freaked out. Chris Christie got super booed at the beginning of the uh, of the uh, debate. Probably one of the top moments to watch. And he gets very uncomfortable and frankly kind of loses his words. Um, and this is when Vivek attacked him for being an anti-Trump campaign. Uh, out of all the attacks that Vivek gave, this one was the best one. It was actually a really valid attack because as of now, Chris Christie's campaign has really been about Donald Trump. It's been about January 6th, and it's just been anti-Trump. I mean, that is what his campaign is all about. And Vivek just goes straight to the heart of it and attacked him on it. And it put Chris Christie in this really defensive position. And I think he lost a lot of steam. Um, it, was, uh, it was a bit of a, a, a struggle, honestly, for him. Chris Christie said uh, something that kind of bothered me, and I think it cost him a lot of credibility. He basically said that Trump said that Putin was a genius, which is something we've heard so much. And it's taken out of context. Essentially, they're they were talking about the Ukrainian war. Um, and basically, he's saying, basically, Donald Trump said that Putin is an evil genius. That was the sentiment behind it. He was saying he was a genius, but he's saying he like he knows what he's doing. He knows how to keep power. And Democrats immediately jumped on that and said that Donald Trump loves Putin. And Chris Christie just did the exact same thing. And Vivek Ramaswamy comes out and he basically says to him, if we wanted to watch someone just attack Trump randomly without any merit, we'd just go flip our channels to MSNBC, but we're not doing that. And I think that was a really effective attack because essentially that's what Chris Christie's campaign has been so far. So hopefully. Christie moves on from that because as we'll talk about a little bit later, some of what he said actually was really smart and he did have some strong moments. Now we got to talk about DeSantis. DeSantis was obviously, he, so he was spat, smacked down in the middle of the debate because he had the highest polling numbers. He is the person that is supposed to supposedly take down Donald Trump uh, for those who don't want Donald Trump to win. Also, side note, the audience, definitely not a Trump audience uh, in Wisconsin, which makes sense. He wasn't there, right? Uh, I, I think that's important. I, I would have to say like 80, like this is just my vibe from the audience and, and the energy they were putting off in the applause, but I would have to say 80, 90% of that audience was not voting for Donald Trump. And so I think it was a good audience to have to kind of show the split between those who are not voting for Trump so far. DeSantis got really mad. Just, let me just say DeSantis had some really good takes in this. And I want to go a little bit more to depth about how DeSantis handled this uh, debate because it was a little more nuanced than just simply his takes. I, I feel like there were more depth. There was more depth to what he said. DeSantis was really mad at Fox News about the questions for January sixth. People were basically asking, should Mike Pence have 
you know, signed uh, signed off on the election? Should he have approved that Biden win? One. And DeSantis was so uninterested in it. And people were kind of jumping on him like, why won't you just say it? Why won't you say it? He's like, guys, the Democrats will win this election if it's a referendum on January 6th. We need to look forward. And a few people did agree with him. They actually asked outright. They literally just said, um, everyone raise your hand. They were... It was very clear that Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis were very different from the rest because they had them raise their hands twice. The first was they asked them, raise your hand if you would support pulling out of Ukraine and not helping them anymore. Uh, Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy were the only ones that raised their hand. And then they asked, would you uh, essentially, like, would you pardon Donald Trump? Or would you, how do you feel about Mike Pence um, overturning this. And Vivek Ramaswamy was the only one that said he would pardon Donald Trump, which I I felt was very interesting. Um, But Ron DeSantis had a really solid answer on Ukraine. Um, He basically immediately turned it on to immigration and was just brutal about it. He took down the immigration issue hard and it was awesome. Like he was talking about killing cartel members, labeling them terrorists. He was talking about building a wall. It was awesome. Like no one was more specific or more strong than him. Some of the other candidates still did well, but I thought that was DeSantis's probably most shining moment. Uh, And it was good of him to be angry about talking about Donald Trump because that's not what the night was about. And he wasn't the only one upset, but he was the one that kind of articulated it the best. Um, When asked whether they would support Donald Trump if he was nominated, Vivek, it was very funny. Basically, they said, would you support Donald Trump? if he was the nominee for the Republican Party. And what you saw was Vivek just like bump his hand up and every other candidate, I kid you not, like looked next to each other and like put their hand up. Every single one except Asa Hutchinson. He was the only one that didn't. So credit to him for sticking. Asa Hutchinson and Vivek Ramaswamy are the only ones that like really stuck to it. But straight up, they like, it looked like they never thought, it, it was really weird. Like two people had really thought about that answer and everyone else was also just like, yeah, 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 I'll do that. And uh, it was disappointing to see, like, I'm a registered Republican uh, to see Republicans not have thought through that issue, or maybe they had, they just didn't know what they were going to answer. And it mattered what other people said. I thought that was really dumb. For that reason, I still think that the winner of tonight's debate was Vivek Ramaswamy. But the only reason why I say that is because of how clear he was and how not politician he was. DeSantis, something that I have to say is people keep talking about his personality, his marketing skills. And I have to say tonight was a good example of what people are talking about. DeSantis was not on his game in, ter- in terms of answers. His answers were very good and in some case by far the best. But in terms of showmanship, it was a little dry. It was a little dry. I wouldn't even say it was politician-y. It was just more dry. Mike Pence was all politician. I want to give fair credit. He's probably my my sleeper pick. Like, I wouldn't say he won, but he surprised me. It was Chris Christie. And let me just say I'm not a Chris Christie fan. His final remarks were the best final remarks. And some of his responses were very heartfelt. Like, I felt it. And I felt that Chris Christie believed it. I think that was a good moment for him moving forward since it's kind of been labeled as the anti-Trump campaign. But overall, I'd say Vivek Ramaswamy won this debate. The reason why is because it was just clear that he knew what he believed. He was willing to attack Republicans on it. Uh, 
course he shouldn't have gone into it quite as personal as he did in my opinion i think he went a little too far and he was trying to be it was it seemed to me that he was being inflammatory for inflammatory purposes instead of actually just trying to hold people accountable hold them to the fire it crossed a line in my opinion but other than that gaff I would say he won the night. I think we'll see a serious bump in his polling numbers as well as a bump in Ron DeSantis' numbers. The real question, and I don't know, I think when you look at the people across that campaign, I think Mike Pence is about to lose a lot of votes. I think Asa Hutchinson and Doug Burgum are going to drop out. What I don't know is how many Donald Trump supporters were listening and who they will support. I would have to imagine they'll support... Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, and Ron DeSantis. That's what that's my guess, but I don't know by how much. And I don't know if like any of them even will. If they do, fantastic for them. But that's what it comes down to. Like they can take from each other, and that's cool, but they're gonna need to get some Trump supporters on their side. And so I'm really excited to see the polling come out for that. Those are my takes of the first Republican primary debate. I'm excited to see the one next month. I'll be reporting a little bit more on that one than this one. I actually am traveling right now. So that is why I have not been able to to do as much of an in-depth video and split it into more videos and talking about it. But as always, guys, thank you so much for watching. Please consider subscribing down below and supporting me in my effort to give conservative commentary and support truth. Thanks.